Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, everybody. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 286. On Now You Know. We're brought to you by our amazing Patreon patrons. You can help support us bring you independent news every week by heading over to patreon.com slash now you know. There's really great perks over there for people who want to help support this show. We want to thank Surfshark VPN for sponsoring this video. What are you doing? What's the matter? I can't find a show I want to watch on Netflix. You do know we're recording an important show right now, right? No, but it was here, and now it isn't. All right, well, have you tried British or Canadian Netflix? How am I supposed to do that? This isn't a British laptop. No, no, we've talked about this with Surfshark. Remember, Surfshark is an app for your browser that lets you choose what country you want to browse from. So I can just be in like Canada? Yeah, it's easy. Just a little pull down menu and now you're in Canada, eh? But I mean, won't they know? That you're not really in Canada? Well, Surfshark has camouflage mode, so not even your ISP will know. This is huge. Right. Because did you know that at any given time, there are hundreds of movies, hundreds of shows that are only offered in a particular country on streaming services like Netflix and Prime. If you're not there, you can't watch them. Until now. And Surfshark is the only VPN to offer one account to use on an unlimited number of devices. Use our code to get 83% off and get three extra months for free. Surfshark offers a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can try it out for yourself risk-free. Go check it out. Link's in the description below. And we're brought to you by BigBattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour guaranteed. Their batteries are easily installed, require zero maintenance, and they're made right here in the U.S. Pick up yours today at BigBattery.com and use the code now you know for 5% off at checkout. So what is this I hear about a steam-powered Tesla? I thought electric was the way to go. So now steam is the way to no, go? No, no, no. Not steam-powered Teslas. It's that Tesla's might be able to play Steam games. What, like Portal 2? I mean, yes, but not exactly. Uh, Elon said, we're working through the general case of making Steam games work on a Tesla versus specific titles. Former is obviously where we should be long term. Okay, so I play some Steam games and I get that Steam is a platform where you can buy all sorts of games for PCs. So I guess this makes sense. 
Right. I mean, Steam started back in 2004 with just six games. Uh, today, they have about 11,000 titles to choose from. Um, everything from major AAA titles to single-person developed indie games. Yeah, what I like is that there's really something for everyone, and it does a great job of managing my games. Like, I remember before, we had shelves of Xbox DVDs that we had to keep track of. And I mean, I remember the the CD books that we used to have and you'd have to, oh, I need disc one. Where's disc one? And then you need to keep the manual so you could have the registration number. Oh, right. So if you need to reinstall like the it. the 24 digit number. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I mean, this could be huge, but why doesn't Tesla just develop its own platform? Well, I mean, something like that could take years. I mean, just take a look at Steam. They've gone through a lot to get to where they are today. And it's a, it's a honestly one of my favorite platforms. I'm really glad that Elon mentioned Steam and not one of the other uh, major game publishers like Ubisoft or Active vision or, um, you know, even Microsoft with like Xbox Live, because all of those platforms are just not as good as Steam. And another thing I love about Steam is that there's a range of prices. Like you can get AAA games that are, you know, pretty expensive, but you can also get tons of games for like under 10 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, for people who are like, oh, but I didn't want to play, you know, Morrowind in my car. Um, yeah, you could probably get some kind of mobile kind of game, which would right. work really well on the screen. So according to Reuters, Tesla will be building a second Gigafactory in Shanghai doubling its Chinese capacity to 2 million cars per year. Reuters says Tesla plans to start work on a new plant in Shanghai as soon as next month as part of a plan to more than double production capacity in China to meet growing demand for its cars in the country and export markets. Two people familiar with the matter told Reuters. Once the new plant is fully operational, Tesla will have the capacity to produce up to 2 million cars per year at its expanded Shanghai facility, the company's main export hub, according to the people who asked not to be identified in discussing still private plans. Tesla has not commented on this report. And I mean, there have been tons of rumors floating around about different cities getting uh, a Tesla gigafactory in them in China. But this plan does make some sense. I mean, as they already have a good relationship with the local Shanghai government and a great base of workers and all the infrastructure. But it could turn out that Tesla denies this report and we're back to square one. But I will say it does make sense. You have all these people who probably built and designed and are currently working in that gigafactory. Plus the local suppliers. Yeah. So you just say, hey, suppliers, double what I have and don't worry about shipping to, you know, Beijing or some other city. And I think a lot of us might be thinking you can't just expand in a current city because you'll run out of workers and stuff. But we're talking a giant city where you're not going to run out of anything. And honestly, you're not even going to run out of land. I mean, the, the right. biggest thing that you might be thinking is like, well, it's probably fully developed. I mean, if you remember Giga Shanghai, I was built on a watermelon uh, farm. Right. And uh, if you look like across the street from it, there's more farmland. <laughs> so it's not too crazy to imagine that they could expand in some of those directions. I mean, there is plenty of land even if you zoom out further than that and within the Shanghai area. Yeah, Tesla has filed with local Shanghai government to expand parts production and add employees at the existing Shanghai factory. And comment below your thoughts on whether Tesla would be building like right next door or whether they'd be building like across town in Shanghai if they did this. For more coverage about the upcoming factories, let's go to Now You Know's Giga Cup coverage sponsored by Model Y Trash Compactors.
Well, thanks, Jesse. Why pay more? Can't afford to have your trash blown around due to German regulations? Then you need Model Y Trash Compactors. Fits most European dumpsters. Absolutely, Bob. And thanks to drone pilot and YouTuber Tobias Lind for this awesome footage you're seeing of what appears to be Model Ys in the trash. And not just in the trash, but dozens of what look like completed Model Ys in the Giga Berlin parking lot, Bob. Does this mean that Giga Berlin is ahead of Giga Texas, Bob? Could be, Bob. Remember, last we saw a fair number of completed Model Ys at Giga Texas as well, Bob. This looks neck and neck, Bob. How are we going to be declaring a winner? Well, of course, it all comes down to official deliveries, Bob. That's right. Whichever team can make the first delivery will get the goal. And that's why it's so important to have a strong team, Bob. You don't want to get the car production up and running and not have your regulatory permits in place. That's right, Bob, or else you'll get a big parking lot full of cars, and that's not going to score any goals. That's right, Bob. But what about the postseason? Even if one of these teams scores first, Bob, the other could come back with high production numbers and blast the other out of the water. Well, Bob, it's going to be stiff competition either way you slice it. With the beast from the east, Giga Shanghai, pumping out almost a million cars a year, that's going to be very hard to beat, Bob. But I think we're all winners, Bob. Everyone who's part of Team Tesla should be getting more than excited for the rest of this 2022 season. It's going to be a big one, Bob. That's right, Bob. Back to you, Zach and Jesse. Thanks, Bobs. And speaking of Giga Texas, Elon tweeted out a bit more about how the tickets for April 7th's GigaFest will be given out. Gort asks, so Elon, I live two and a half hours away from Gigafactory, Texas, and I'm a Tesla shareholder. Big fan, obviously. Oh, and Cybertruck reservation holder. How can I get tickets to the April 7th GigaFest? We'll even wear my official Don't Mess With Tesla belt buckle. Elon responded, Tesla owners in the greater Giga Texas area will get priority. So yes. So yes, wear your belt buckle? So yes, you're going to get invited? We just got a letter. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so should we move to Austin? It's probably Can we late. live with you, anyone? <laughs> hey, and if you're excited about GigaFest like we are, hit that like button. Show us some love. So in case you don't know, SpaceX's Starbase down in Boca Chica, Texas, has been running strong for over three years, building some of the most amazing things in the history of mankind. Recently, SpaceX has been planning to do an orbital test of Starship, SpaceX's rapidly reusable mega rocket that they're making there. Boca Chica is a well-suited launch site, as going east into the Gulf of Mexico means that rockets launching east have a safe landing zone, and its southerly location aids in rockets launched from there getting into orbit. However, the FAA has been delaying the launch approval of the site over environmental concerns. It has already been over five months since the FAA asked for public comment, and this week they have delayed their final programmatic environmental assessment of Starbase another month to, quote, account for further comment review and ongoing interagency consultations. This is really frustrating to have an agency get to push back their own deadline by a month for basically no reason. I mean, this is like a kid in school going, um, I won't be able to complete my essay for another month, Mrs. Stevenson, because um, I need to account for further comment review and ongoing interagency consultations. What are you talking about to me? No, it's due today. You're late. This is after SpaceX has poured millions of dollars into what I can clearly see as becoming the next Cape Canaveral, bringing thousands of high paying jobs to a geographic location in our country, which is perfect for launching this country well into the lead of the next space race. And funny thing, you should bring up Cape Canaveral, another great launch site location. This is where SpaceX is basically going to be forced to have to relocate to if the FAA wastes any more of their time. And that just really annoys me that uh, the FAA basically wants to snub uh, South Texas. I don't know what reasons they have to do that. I mean, in the past, SpaceX has been very um, pushy when it comes to launch schedule because they want to, you know, 
like expand human consciousness into the cosmos. Which, yes, but we've got some things we have to check into first. Um, that doesn't sound as important as the paperwork we need to file. Yeah, this sounds so political to me. I'm just so sick and tired of bureaucracy stopping progress. So remember when the Tesla FSD beta program started and it only had like one or 2,000 users? Yeah, now as of Q4 2021, Tesla had almost 60,000 full self-driving beta users. Well, now Tesla is taking full self-driving beta international and has released version 2022.4.5.4 to some vehicles in Canada. Internally, Tesla had been testing FSD beta in Canada with about 60 vehicles, but now Canadian Tesla owners can request to go through the safety score beta program. And if their scores are high enough, most likely a 99 or 100, they may get access to full self-driving beta. So Canadians, please share your FSD beta experiences with us. How does it differ driving on your roads versus here in the U.S.? And is it like taking a back, backward step when it gets there or is it like ready to go? So Tesla's market leader for the U.K. and Ireland just announced last week that Tesla has officially started delivering the Model Y in the U.K., including Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. Now, you may remember that Tesla has sold over 34,000 Model 3s. That's three times more Model 3s than the second best-selling EV in the UK, the Kia e-Niro. Now, with the Model Y entering the market, my bet is that Tesla is going to continue to crush the competition because, let's face it, the Model Y's form factor, I think, is what most Brits want. So these Model Ys appear to be coming from Shanghai? I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, they make the right-hand drive for Australia and Hong Kong in Shanghai, so why, like, retool uh, a whole line at Giga Berlin to do it? And interesting here, uh, people picking up their Model Ys were greeted by these uh, posters of Optimus Subprime. This seems to be the only place where Tesla is, like, marketing Subprime. Uh, is this just, like, a little UK insider joke or, like... I don't think they're going to call it a subprime anymore. I think it's I think they're going to go with Optimus. Okay. I mean, Elon made the joke, but I don't I think they're going to call might it stick. I don't know. So our friends over at Arkimoto have some big news that they released on Tuesday to 22 including their new three wheeled mean lean machine. We spoke with Mark Fraunmeyer, the president of Arkimoto, and we'll be sharing that with you on in depth this Friday. And he actually mentioned us in his speech at the event. One, one final recent development that I'd like to highlight in particular, this is actually a, a program that began a little more than a year ago when devastating wildfires threatened our community and watershed. Uh, our friends Zach and Jesse from the Now You Know YouTube channel turned us on to a really clever approach for firefighting uh, using substantially less fluid than is typical used in conventional firefighting ways. So the question was, what if a, a very lightweight, nimble, rapid responder could be outfitted in order to be first on the scene of a blaze with enough fire suppression power to handle everything from car fires to small house fires? Yeah, we've been working with Mark in secret for over a year on a big, I think, world-changing technology that we couldn't talk about publicly until now. But we'll give you the whole exclusive scoop on Friday's In-Depth. The SEC strikes back! Wait, who is that? You know, Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC. Gary Gensler? No? But what do you mean they struck back? Well, haven't you been following the Twitter war? No, what? Uh, Dr. Jack tweeted out, what if Elon Musk and Tesla have been baiting the SEC for years, building their case on the level of corruption, and now they have enough evidence to go public with it all? Grab your popcorn, folks. And Elon said, building a case is exactly what I've been doing. Then James Katz says, starting a fight with the SEC is not a great look. 
Elon says, I didn't start the fight, but I will finish it. So what is this all about? Well, remember last week we talked about Elon's lawyer's three-page letter accusing the SEC of harassment? Well, it seems the SEC struck back saying the Securities and Exchange Commission is investigating whether recent stock sales by Tesla chief executive Elon Musk and his brother violated insider trading rules, according to people familiar with the matter. So insider trading between Kimball and Elon Musk? I mean, what exactly are they accusing them of? Well, according to The Wall Street Journal, the SEC's investigation began last year after Mr. Musk's brother sold shares of Tesla valued at $108 million, one day before Mr. Musk polled Twitter users asking whether he should unload 10% of his stake in Tesla and pledging to abide by the vote's results. Mr. Musk framed the potential sale as a way to cover any taxes he would need to pay if lawmakers imposed new taxes on unrealized capital gains. Mr. Musk began selling billions of dollars worth of stock a few days after this tweet. Before we jump into the legality of all of this. I mean, wouldn't all of this been avoided if Elon didn't tweet so much? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now the Justice Department says it's investigating Tesla short sellers. Tesla for Silicon Valley tweeted out, I'm greatly encouraged by the Justice Department investigating short sellers, Elon Musk told CNBC in an email Tuesday. This is something the SEC should have done, but curiously, did not. Ziki Zhang said the SEC is more likely colluding with the Wall Street hedge funds, just a matter of whether it can be proven. And Elon said, exactly. And then two days later, Dave Lauer tweeted out, SEC just proposed a new rule requiring short position disclosure and a modification to cat reporting of buy to close orders. The rule would require institutional asset managers to disclose gross short positions to the SEC and would result in public disclosure of aggregate short positions by the SEC on a per security basis. It's a great step forward, but we'll have some thoughts on commenting for it. And uh, if you want to read it, here is the whole letter. And Elon said, would be a good move, needs to include put options and synthetic shorts. Okay. Wow. There's a lot of regulation and investigation. So let's, uh, let's just, okay. So Elon sent a mean, angry letter to uh, the judge in charge of the SEC case right. with him. Then the SEC, um, basically, I guess with all of this harassment that they've been doing have uh, gathered what they consider to be enough evidence to go after Elon for what they claim to be insider trading between him and, and uh, his brother, Kimball Musk. So let's talk about that for a second. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we cut to the chase here. I think what Elon has been doing is actually working because he's been tweeting how the SEC is just going after him and harassing him. So the Department of Justice got involved, which then miraculously led to the SEC saying, oh, yeah, we're going to start giving out that money that we've been holding for years. And we're going to make new rules with short sellers. Funny, the timing of that. And it's all happening this week. Mm. But now I'm worried about this insider trading thing that the SEC is accusing uh, Elon and Kimball Musk of. Well, we've got a Patreon poll about it this week. So later on in the show, you'll find out what everyone thinks. Okay. And then I'm going to rant about it at the end of the show. So Tesla hacker Green the Only posted on Twitter an update to Tesla's service tools. The update was a wheel configuration, not the spinning wheels, but the steering wheels, it had the choices of round or yoke. So this points to potentially allowing Model S and X buyers to choose a round wheel. Up until this point, yoke was the only choice you could get from Tesla, with some people going so far as installing third-party round wheels. So do you think that Tesla is relenting and will allow for either new cars with round wheels or allowing existing users to get their wheels swapped? I mean, there's been a very vocal group of people who aren't getting Model S's who seem to think that this would lead to accidents. Lots of other people were saying you just need to try it. 
So it reminds me of green eggs and ham. I do not like green yolks and ham. Try it. Try it, <laughs> Sam I am. Yeah, I think that it would really make sense for Tesla to offer both. I mean, maybe they weren't ready with the round wheels when the Plaid came out. Or they really thought that it was going to be better received, that people were going to be like, yes, this is what I want, my Plaid. And then a lot of people were just like, no, I want a round wheel. Thank you very much. As we've seen, so many people just have a problem with change. I don't know why that is. And uh, so many people have problems with change before they even try it, which goes back to the book. I mean, that book really, because I read it to all my kids, mm -hmm. like it really does resonate. There's so many times when you're just like, mm, I don't want to try that. Do you remember when you fought against this? I know you did. Sure. Most of you didn't want a rectangular phone. Uh, you thought that the one you had was perfect. I mean, I would argue you're spending over $100,000 for something that you might not like the, the yoke on. So, But from what I've heard, the people who've tried the yoke really get to like it. Right. And the people who don't like it tend to be people who've never tried it. Now, unfortunately, we still don't know for sure if Tesla will be offering round steering wheels. Um, if you guys watching at home have heard from Tesla about your Model S or Model X, or maybe you have a friend, let us know at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com because we want to know if you're going to get a plaid with a round wheel. So did you see uh, the United States Post Office just put out a press release, Jesse, saying last week, through the Next Generation Delivery Vehicle Program, NGDV, U.S. Postal Service commitment to the fiscally responsible rollout of electric-powered vehicles for America's largest and oldest federal fleet remains ambitious and on schedule. Isn't that great news? Because I was all worried that that lame postmaster DeJoy had ruined it by giving the contract to that defense contractor Oshkosh to make gas-powered mail delivery vehicles. But I guess the good guys won. Uh, No. Did you not read the press release? Yeah. I mean, look at the second line. The NGDV program, which delivers its first 5,000 battery electric vehicles beginning in 2023, provides significant environmental benefits through the introduction of safer and more environmentally friendly vehicles. Environmentally friendly vehicles. See? Uh, no. No, I don't see because I don't think that you read the whole press release. See, the USPS was responding to the EPA, who were unhappy like we were that the USPS hadn't done an environmental impact study before deciding on going with gas vehicles. Gas vehicles? What are you talking about? They just said environmentally friendly vehicles. Nope. Postmaster DeJoy and the USPS are going with Oshkosh's stupid gas guzzling vehicles. Perhaps you missed the quote from Postmaster DeJoy in the second paragraph. As we have reiterated throughout this process, our commitment to an electric fleet remains ambitious given the pressing vehicle and safety needs of our aging fleet, as well as our fragile financial condition. So the USPS is going to spend $11.3 billion on between 50,000 and 165,000 mostly gas-powered vehicles. Vehicles which, by the way, get 8.6 miles per gallon. 8.6. Wait, what? The, no, that can't be. The existing fleet of 1988 Grumman LLVs got better mileage than that when they were new. Yep. This was the USPS greenwashing, a technique that we talk about all the time on this show where you say one thing like the flexibility in the NGDV program allows for an increase in the mix of BEVs should additional funding become available. A direct quote from the press release, by the way. And yet you plan on doing quite the opposite thing, placing tens of thousands of gas guzzling vehicles on the road instead. Well, what can we do about this? Oh, wait, I know uh, we can write letters to President Biden and have him fired. President Biden can't fire Postmaster DeJoy. What do you mean he can't fire him? He's the president of the United States. Surely he can fire him. 
Nope. The postmaster is elected by the USPS Board of Governors, which can be up to 11 members who are appointed by the president. So we're stuck with DeJoy? Well, DeJoy did say in February of last year, when asked how much longer he intended to stay postmaster general, he said, a long time. Get used to me. What? Yeah. I mean, the more you look into USPS and how it's run and how the system works, I mean, there haven't been 11 governors, uh, USPS governors, which is a weird term to begin with. Um, There have been five. All of them were either put in by Bush or by Trump. Right. And so and you can only have five governors of one party in there. I don't know why Obama didn't appoint any Democratic governors to kind of balance things out. He didn't appoint any. It appointed none. So I don't really get why that was the case. It just smacks of... It just... It's an antiquated system. Yeah. And then you end up with antiquated bullshit like this. Yeah. You know, I know what the next mail truck should be. What? The Cybertruck. And Tesla Time News is sponsored by Cybertruck Owners Club. There you can go talk about this and find your place in the reservation tracker. Check out their website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. And don't forget, they have a 3D configurator allowing you to visualize the Cybertruck in any color, wrap, and logo, both on screen and in augmented reality. So Ethan and I reviewed the GoTrax G Pro 3 this week over on Now Let's Review. Now, is the 3 because there are three wheels on the scooter? Yes, the G Pro 3 is a three-wheeled scooter. But, I mean, I don't get what you need three wheels for. Is it easier to ride or more stable? Like, would it be good for people who don't have as much balance? I mean, that's what you'd think, right? But, no, I wouldn't say that it's actually that much easier to ride. It just gives you a different ride, one where you actually lean into turns, I would say, even a little bit more. Um, so, in some ways, it's more fun, but it is heavier and slower because of the extra wheel, bigger deck, etc. So, it's not as nimble as a two-wheeled scooter. Hmm. I guess I'll have to check out your review to get all the deets. And we really appreciate everyone who subscribed to the Now Let's Review channel. We hope by subscribing that you'll be able to keep up to date on the latest e-mobility products and maybe come across something that you didn't even know existed, like a three-wheeled scooter. And now for a one-act play entitled, We Gotta Band That These Their Electrical Cars. We gotta ban that there, these electrical cars. Well, I agrees with you. You know I does, but what's supposing we should be doing back then? Well, I got me here a plan, see? What do these electrical cars have that the cars we know and love don't have? Uh, let me see. Is this one of your trick questions? Uh, let me see here. Uh, what's the something that an electrical car doesn't have that a gas car doesn't? Uh, well, it don't make no sound. Well, that's something it doesn't have. Dale, I'm talking about something it does have, dang it. Weren't you listening? I was listening, I was listening, all right. How about computers? My Dodge Durango doesn't have one of them fancy Tesla computer screens. Exactamundo, and that's how we'll get them. Right, so we'll go around smashing all that there, Tesla screens. All right, all right, I'll go get my hammers and the tire iron. No, Dale, we don't need to smash them. We'll just pass a law outlawing them over the air updates. What's over them air updates again? That's how Tesla makes their cars smarter. But if we outlaw them over the air updates, their cars will get dumber. And see. Okay, hang on. What was that all about? <laughs> that is what's happening as we speak in West Virginia. The West Virginia House has before it Bill HB 4560, which was introduced on February 7th, remember that date, by the Dealers Association. But I mean, this is a big, long bill with amendments and references and new sections. Our little one-act play was about banning over-the-air updates. Are you saying that this bill would 
ban over the air updates? Yep. Take a look for yourself. Just scroll on down to section 17A-6A-10, prohibited practices. Then keep scrolling down to subsection 2 R. And uh, if you see right there, it says, um, except for experimental low volume, not for retail sales vehicles, cause warranty and recall repair work to be performed by any entity other than a new motor vehicle dealer, including post-sale software and hardware upgrades or changes to vehicle function and features and accessories for new motor vehicles sold by licensed new motor vehicle dealer. Provided, however, this language shall not include any post-sale software upgrades to the motor vehicles, navigation or entertainment systems. Wait, so is this for real? West Virginia is trying to ban over the air updates? It's 2022, and... Yep, that's right, folks. This is the length that Big Auto and Big Oil will go to. They will try any trick. And who's going to stop them? We are. These are the sponsors of the bill, HB4560. If you live in West Virginia, if you have friends and family in West Virginia, let them know to make some noise. Hop on social media, contact your delegates, and... Our patron, Adam, started a change.org petition. So everyone, stop what you're doing right now and go sign it. Now, if you want to get more information, please go read this great article in Clean Technica by Jonah Kreider. Jonah tweeted out my article in Clean Technica. West Virginia is trying to ban Tesla and other automakers from performing over-the-air software updates. West Virginia needs to vote no on HB 4560. And Elon responded... Exclamation point. Look, if we let them win in West Virginia, they'll have momentum. So don't let that happen. And if you need proof that many states are getting in on this action, how about my latest one act play called Oklahoma? Everything's not okay. I think that's enough theater for one show. Why don't you give us the synopsis instead? Okay, our viewer Josh wrote from Oklahoma to share this email from Tesla. House Bill 3994 is being considered by the Oklahoma State Legislature. As written, this bill could be interpreted as forcing Tesla to close our service center and gallery locations in Oklahoma, as well as prohibiting us from delivering any new Teslas to customers in the state. Tesla locations bring new jobs and revenue to the state while serving the needs of our current and future Oklahoma vehicle owners. Please contact your state representative and the members of the House Business and Commerce Committee committee to let them know you oppose HB 3994. Let your legislators know that residents of Oklahoma deserve to have their EVs serviced and delivered within their home state. And you know what's really funny is that this bill was introduced on the same day as the West Virginia bill. Interesting, isn't it? Look, there's a great article with more information here on Tesla Roddy. And again, Elon responded on Twitter, this time with two exclamation points. And Tesla has all the info and links that you need to contact your government officials on their Engage website. We'll put the link down below. And you'll see that it doesn't end with West Virginia and Oklahoma. Tesla's Engage website lists states like Mississippi, New York, and California that all have bills trying to stop EVs and solar. So everyone, head over to Tesla's Engage website and get engaged. Look, if you're thinking that someone else is going to do this for you. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure I don't need to do it. I mean, someone else is probably going to do it for me. You're wrong. We all need to get involved and speak the f*** up. And if you've done all of that and you still can't get the bloodlust out of your... Why don't you share this video with basically all your friends? You can head over to the Now You Know Clips channel and there you'll find a clip that talks all about this and you can share just that with your friends so you don't have to share a whole one hour show, just the point you want to get across so that way hopefully you can uh, send this to your West Virginian friends or your Oklahoman friends. Cruise, the autonomous driving subsidiary of GM, has filed a petition with NHTSA for permission to put their Cruise Origin, which you're seeing here, into commercial service. So what does this mean? 
Well, as Cruz stated, the Cruz Origin is a zero-emission shared electric vehicle that has been purposefully designed from the ground up to operate without a human driver. This means it does not rely on certain human-centered features like a steering wheel or a sun visor to operate safely. So Origin is going to operate completely autonomously? Yeah. Cruz made a good point here. They said NHTSA has made clear in public testimony and regulatory actions that in order to consider the development of AV standards, they first need more information from real world AV operations. We believe this petition can help enable that outcome. Learnings from the origin, which is designed to improve overall road safety, can help inform the creation of new updated regulations and standards. Now, NHTSA allows exemptions like this to deploy up to 2,500 vehicles. Cruz and GM had filed for a similar petition back in 2019 with the Chevy Bolt, but then pulled the petition in 2020. My guess is because of COVID. And for those of you out there that are like, oh no, they beat Tesla. I think that's the wrong way to look at this. The Origin uses tons of LiDAR and travels at slow urban speeds in predefined mapped areas. If they get permission to operate and are successful, this only helps autonomous driving in general. As Cruz says, it gives regulators more data and it gives the public an introduction to an autonomy that will hopefully be cheaper, safer, cleaner, quieter, and more fun than current ride sharing. Now, a few weeks ago, Cruz started taking signups for driverless rides in San Francisco in the Chevy Bolt. Um, that was permitted by the California Department of Motor Vehicles as the origin hasn't been deployed yet. The origin will be built in GM's Detroit Factory Zero starting late this year with deployment to start in 2023. So did you hear about the new 2022 Nissan Leaf? The 2022 Nissan Leaf. I'm so excited. Tell me more. Well, on the outside, it's got Nissan's brand logo added to the wheels, the front grille and the rear. Uh, 16 or 17 inch alloy wheel options now. Mm -hmm. Refreshed exterior color options, including pearl blue and magnetic blue. Those will join the five monotone colors and five two tone options previously available. Oh, man, I'm so excited. So what are the new battery offerings? Still 40 or 62 kilowatt hours. Okay. Well, that's fine. But how about the charging? I mean, they must have updated the aging Chatamo plug, right? I mean, faster charging speeds or something like that? No. What are you, what are you talking about? It's the same car, basically. They just You're still going to only get about 50 kilowatts of charging speed? Well, I mean, it's only been 12 years that they've made the car. What do you want them to update that, you know? I mean, just, just to compare to my 2013 Nissan Leaf. So about it's, ten, it's, it's almost 10 years old now. It has Chatamo up to 50 kilowatts. The battery is bigger. The yep. look is yeah, I mean, yours, different. Yours is black. I mean, you know, this now you can get, uh, you know, pearl blue. <laughs> you can still get black. No, but I mean, now you can get pearl blue. Uh, I mean, there were blues. Not pearl blue. Okay. Not magnetic but blue. But I mean, charging speed, really? And the range? Nothing? Look, it was car of the year in 2011. I mean, they're living off that. Uh, <laughs> they're really crushing those laurels there. I mean, I mean, look, this proves that it was a compliance car all along. It's just, that's really sad. I mean, it look, for those of you who drive Nissan Leafs, we're not bashing on you. No, we it, both own Leafs. I, it's a great second car, right? Because it has a decent enough range to get around. Even the, even the, even the ones, I mean, mine only has about 70 miles. Um, but still fine for getting around town. Right. It's just, who's buying these new? I mean, I know that they've, they're really lowering the price because nobody wants them. I don't know. Maybe in and that's the, great. Maybe in the Nissan employee contract, it's like, you must also buy a Leaf. Like that down at the bottom with the little asterisk. It's like, thanks for the new job. Uh, did know. you read your contract? I mean, I would just <laughs> I would just keep looking for used ones. I know. It's pretty sad, Nissan. All right. It's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. What you're seeing here is uh, Henson Shaving handiwork. This was done... Uh, 
about an hour ago. Nice. Huh? No, no redness or uh, unhappy face. I'm getting a little jealous, I have to admit. I mean, there are, I could start shaving like little parts of my face and that. Absolutely. You know? I mean. You could start shaving your legs. I I tried that <laughs> once when I was a kid. That was a big mistake. After you watched that biking movie? <laughs> yeah. I thought, hey, I could shave off like a half a pound. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to get a Henson shaver and 100 free blades, head on over to the link down below and use our code now you know. For this Into the Future, we must go back to the past. Why? Remember back in 2018, Tesla filed a patent for an automatic tire inflation system? Okay. Well, the U.S. Patent Office has now officially granted Tesla its patent. Oh, so Tesla might actually be using this for something like, I don't know, the Tesla semi-truck. Yeah, I mean, think about this for a second. This could be really cool. Imagine never having to worry about tire inflation on your truck with its 10 tires. Because this is something I didn't think about. Uh, Because we are going to be getting a Tesla Mm -hmm. semi-truck. On the back of the truck, you got two axles with two wheels. I'm sure they've thought of this. There must be the air infill on the inside. But you can't just walk up to the truck with your hose and fill up that inner tire. You have to, I assume, like crawl under the truck. So, you know, normally what's not a big deal on most cars to like just top off your tires Mm -hmm. and get them perfect is probably a bigger deal on a semi-truck. Yeah, I mean, having those tires perfectly inflated all the time means... Perfect tire wear and much better efficiency. Yeah, right. So the tires will last longer. And the truck will use less energy. Now, you could even adjust tire pressure according to conditions. So, I mean, imagine this. You're driving up into some mountain pass. The temperature is dropping, which means that the air pressure in your tires goes down. And you'd like to put more air in them. But what do you want to do? Like stop and and do that at the top of the mountain? No. So you could do it while the, the truck is moving. Yeah, I assume so. Or maybe you have to stop, but at least it's easier to do that than it is to get out of the truck and fill 10 tires. Right. And I mean, maybe you could even like really lower them and do like some sand driving. Well, but I mean, that's really, I mean, imagine if it starts snowing and you'd like to lower the pressure to give you more traction. It could be one of those features that like doesn't get talked about too much, but is a major reason why truckers are going to love the Tesla. Now, I know a lot of you are commenting right now. You're like, this has already been invented. This is actually an improvement upon that invention. If you read the whole patent, which we won't get into here, it looks like they found ways to improve what had been like a very leaky system. All right, it's time for Going Green, sponsored by EcoWare. And just in time for St. Patrick's Day, um, we've got some St. Patrick's Day merch over on EcoWare. And remember that everything on EcoWare is carbon negative. We plant trees for every order. We help cap wells. So not only is it neutral, it's negative. You can feel good about it and you can start positive conversations with carbon negative products. So according to Sykesville Police Department in Sykesville, Maryland, the town of Sykesville has purchased a Tesla Model Y as our next addition to the Sykesville Police Patrol Fleet. The decision was made after a year of investigation into the reliability, cost, and effectiveness of fully electric vehicles being incorporated into police operations in other jurisdictions. The Model Y was selected due to meeting internal space requirements that would accommodate a police officer, patrol equipment, and the potential transport of detainees. The Model Y cost the town $52,290, which is $13,000 more than the $39,000 Dodge Durango police vehicle. However, the department's analysis shows that it will save over $6,000 per year on fuel and maintenance alone. In just over two years, the department could make up for the higher upfront cost of the Model Y while still having it in service for as long as 10 more years. The department shows the annual cost of gas for the Durango as $1,763 compared to the Model Y's $1,000. 
fuel cost of $391. And even bigger than that, I think, is that the Dodge Durango costs almost $5,000 a year for annual maintenance versus the Model Y, which is expected to cost just $250. Now, Sykesville PD said, though the upfront cost is higher, by year three, the Tesla Model Y will have already offset the difference in the increased initial purchase and will begin saving the town more money over the useful life in the patrol fleet, which is estimated to be between 10 and 12 years. Upfitting costs for the vehicle, for lights, sirens, and radios, are not listed as they are similar totals. However, most of the equipment to upfit the Model Y was generously donated by Major Police Supply based out of New Jersey, whose national sales manager is a Sykesville resident, thus providing additional savings to the town. And I just want to give a shout out to Major Police Supply for doing that, because that's awesome. And it means that uh, for police chiefs who are worried that, you know, yes, people want me to get a Model Y, but I don't know if I can necessarily get it outfitted the way that we need as a police department. Uh, you don't have to worry uh, because there are places like major police supply um, that know how to do it. And what I love is that Sykesville spent a year researching this and they said they looked at what other towns are doing. We've been talking about all those other towns and towns like Westport, Connecticut, where we went down and talked to the police chief and showed you that this is reality. Maybe they got some of their information there. Absolutely. All right. It's time for sunspots. So since we're talking this week all about stupid bills that states want to pass, I thought I'd pass along this one. Wisconsin, I'm talking to you. One of our patrons shared this story with us. So I read the headline, Wisconsin legislation would impose restrictions on public solar powered EV chargers. And I thought, wow, I really need to get a new pair of glasses because I think this is saying that proposed bills AB 588 and SB 573 would require electricity sold through an electric vehicle charger must come from the local utility prohibiting EV chargers that get any of their electricity from a rooftop or standalone plus storage system from being available to the public if they charge a fee. Then also I read, no city, village, town, county, school district, or state agency may own, operate, manage, or lease a publicly available charging facility. Oh no, we wouldn't want to cut in on the big utilities game now, would we? So do you see what utilities are doing here? They don't want Americans to have their own source of power. Utilities want you to pay them for energy forever. This, again, is how the utilities play their evil monopoly game. So trick number 171, <laughs> pass laws at the state level which don't get as much attention and cost less to bribe. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I mean, pay for. No, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, buy. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. I'm looking for the nice word. Influence. Right. It costs utilities less to influence lawmakers at the state level. And then tip number 172, insert the evil language into a bill which does something else. In this case, the bill attempts to clarify that selling electricity by the kilowatt hour instead of by the minute, as is the current practice, to electric vehicles does not subject EV charging station owners to utility regulation. Well, that part's OK and reasonable. But then why stick in the rest of this crap? You know why? It hides their language. Most people don't read it or take the time to understand what's going on. By the time you get what's going on, it's too late. The law is passed. Because let's be real here, it works. Did the mainstream media pick up on this story? No. I read about it in Solar Power World. So, Wisconsinites, again, I'm asking you to contact your reps and get rid of this language in AB 588 and SB 573. Go to the link below and find your reps' contact info and contact them. Because is this not tyranny? Is this not what a king would want? Oh, well, uh, the king should always be getting his fill. Ha ha ha, you stupid peasants. Oh, you don't, oh, you can't do anything without a stamp from the, my uh, official decree. There is you a sun tax. stupid... Yeah. Well, Are you peasants out in the sun? 
Pay your tax. I own the sun. How dare you grow anything with my sun? I am a god, after all. I, I just, can you not, is this not boiling your blood? It is. Right now. What the f***? Ugh. How about this? Wanted to get your own f***ing solar energy, stick it to these f Yes, exactly. And if you have questions about it, like I know you do, contact our friends at Energy Pal. They'll help you go solar for less. They'll help you even get batteries. Reach out to our friends at Energy Pal. The link is down below. And tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. We need your stories, by the way. Remember to send those stories in to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week? This one's going to help me out a little bit. Uh, this is Nick's Corded Snow Joe. Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Nick from Ohio during Snowmageddon 2022. And I wanted to take a few minutes to tell you guys about my electric snowblower. So the model we're talking about here today is the uh, Snowjo electric snow thrower. It is a 21 inch wide, 15 amp. It is corded, which I was a little skeptical about at first, but this machine was so cheap, I figured it's, it was worth a shot. So it just, you know, just get long enough extension cord been a Tesla owner for four years now so it just plugs right into the wall there a normal outlet and um, you see last night we got probably over over a foot of snow and which would be a lot for really even a gas powered uh, snow blower of this size but I got to say it's handling it pretty well as you can see I have a pretty long driveway here so it's you know it has its limitations but it does seem to be working pretty well so far. Okay, so we'll go over a few features of the, uh, the Snow Joe. It's got the, uh, the toggle on-off switch here. It's got the handle, just like a normal uh, push mower. So you push that down. And it's got this little button here on the side. You have to press in first before you push. As you can hear, it's really not that loud. It's kind of like a big hair dryer, pretty much. I gotta say, the uh, the plug on here is pretty strong. You know. I'm about a quarter of the way done with my driveway and this thing hasn't fallen out once. It's very secure, very nice. It's got this tilt handle here to kind of help direct the snow. But honestly, it is so nice to not have to ear wear earplugs. I'm so used to wearing earplugs when I do this just because my gas one was so loud. Not having to smell the fumes. You can enjoy, enjoy the nature, enjoy the scenery. The real reason I wanted to make this video was even though this isn't a battery electric one, it's, it's a plug-in, a corded model. You know, I guess the take-home message here is that it does the job. It's very capable, and you know, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And this is a pretty good solution. It doesn't work for everybody or for every situation, but it works for a lot. So there it is, sustainable snow blowing 101. Now you know.
Well, thanks, Nick. That's a good takeaway. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Nick says his Snow Joe is half the price of a similar size gas-powered snowblower. No engine maintenance, can store it anywhere because no gas, and it starts right up every time. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories, and we're making a little change this week. We're going to talk about it in a second. Uh, you'll find that over on our Patreon bonus stories. We've also got some Now You Know Investor Club bonus stories over there. So for as little as a buck a month, you can go find all these Patreon bonus stories and help support the show. We'll see you there. All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories and the tweets of the week. Um, you'll learn about that in a second. Uh, so now it's time for our Patreon shoutouts. Who do we got? We've got Rick Rava, S, Yolanda Campbell, Bader Marfu, Stephen Crawl, Peter Klassens, Alan Miller, Elaine, Richard Cassay, Moises Vasquez, Ridimov, Mitchell Soder, George Rao, Pamela Dritt, Ronald, Lester W. Marlat, Renz, Rahul Sanad, Sebastian Brand, Jack Jordan, Seth S. Howell, David P. Gershoni, J.S. Beatty, Kurt Hafner, and Dan Swinehart. Thank you so much for supporting this channel. We can't do it without you. Now, normally I would be saying it's time for Elon's Sweets of the Week, but Jesse and I have decided to try moving this part of our show to Patreon bonus stories, and here's why. As many of you know, Elon tweets a lot. In many weeks, it takes up a big chunk of the show to go through these tweets. And that's with us basically just reading them and then moving on to the next one. Elon's tweets are a window into his mind, and I'd often like to discuss his tweets in more detail. But I know that would extend our show, which is already regularly over an hour long. So we're moving the tweets of the week over to Patreon. You can join us there and help support the work we do on this show. You'll get all the Patreon bonus stories that we do every week for just $1 a month, and you'll get access to the tweets of the week where we actually, <laughs> we spent half an hour. Imagine if this show was half an hour longer than you're looking down there. To go into some important stuff. A lot of detail about the you'll, tweets of the week. You'll understand Elon a whole I'm, lot better. I'm so glad that we get to do this now. Thank you to our patrons. All right, we got a new poll this week. What do you think about the latest SEC probe? And uh, most people want the SEC to investigate actual insider trading instead. All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. Remember to send your stories in to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. And Chris wrote to tell us that he spotted an R1T near his house in Benicia, California last week. And yes, of course, I am jealous. Uh, Steve shared this photo of an R1T spotted while vacationing in Palm Springs, California. And yes, I am jealous. Denver sent us this photo of a purple wrapped Model 3 in Winter Garden, Florida. And uh, I'm jealous. Joel sent us what appears to be an EV delivery truck near Modesto, California, and uh, it appears to be electric. Now, I wish he had gotten a photo of the cab, but that's really cool to see. Todd sent us this and said, I thought you might like our short video of my friend, Ronald, trapped in his Model 3, surrounded by Tom Turkeys, responding to his boombox goat sounds, but still not getting out of the way. We giggled a lot on this one. Check this out. He's part of the flock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike wrote to us from Thailand. Last fall, Mike went for a 14,000-mile North American road trip in his new Model Y, and he made a great video about the charging experience. Really detailed info about the costs and how charging works. We really recommend it. We'll put the link down below and urge you to go check out Mike's Tropical Tech YouTube channel. Um, our friend Dennis just sent us this video. Hey, Zach and Jesse. So I'm a day one reservation holder for the Hummer EV, and guess what I just got in the mail? It's a free of charge 11.5 kilowatt charge station for the Hummer. So might be getting my truck soon. 
Now you know. Wait, so GM is sending out free chargers? Yeah, well, like, what if you can't use it? What if you live in, like, a condo and you can't install it? <laughs> That's just so weird. Well, then you but, can yeah, sell I, it. Good uh, for he you. sent along the letter they sent, which is basically like, yeah, you're one of our first to get it, so uh, you're getting the free charger, which is great. But, like, I think it would have been nice if, if GM had said, like, can you use it? Check. You know? <laughs> also, <laughs> I, know. I mean, Clipper Creeks are great chargers, but there's no, like, when you want a Hummer charger yeah like branded i don't know i don't know that's just me that's just me uh chris wrote to say that he took a ride with his father out to the coast about an hour north of san francisco to a town called jenner and they saw this it's a commercial being filmed for lucid oh so little head of the curve thank you yeah and carlo and lily sent us this photo of a wrapped model 3 in germany spotted near an ikea they said it's simple but very captivating and it is captivating i mean that color is like exciting and calming at the same time don't you think all right, it's time for supercharger reviews. And before we get to those, a couple uh, things. One is this beautiful supercharger. We do this section sometimes. And remember, uh, there was going to be a futuristic diner and drive-in theater planned for Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Well, it appears Elon's now moving it to Hollywood. And all we can think of is there's this planned supercharger here. Maybe they're going to put it there instead. I think it makes sense to do Hollywood. You could do a bunch of really classic old Hollywood movies that you don't mind pulling in, watching, you know, 20 minutes of and then leaving. Like Spaceballs. That's not a Hollywood. Well, I mean, it is, but okay. And let me just take a moment here uh, to show another beautiful supercharger story. It's not about the scenery here, but what Tesla is doing for people in Ukraine and for those people who are trying to get out of Ukraine into Poland, Slovakia and Hungary. Tesla is opening up superchargers there for free and to all EVs when they heard that people were requesting their help. And just think about that for a second. I mean, what other company is just yeah, are gas doing stations that? doing that? No. Here's free gas <laughs> for you trying to get out of harm's way. All right. So let's see what we got for supercharger reviews out there. Hello, Zach and Jesse. This is uh, Doug reporting from Canmore, Alberta. And this is the 8 stall 240 kilowatt uh, Tesla supercharging. It uh, smells like campfire here today. Uh, the views are... Uh, uh, not, not to be seen, but uh, there's lots uh, to do around here. Uh, as you can see, you got Boston Pizza, you got uh, your uh, Subway, you got your uh, cannabis shop. Uh, just down the way, uh, you can go get some uh, Dairy Queen ice cream. It's pretty good. Um, and there's Wing Shack, so uh, I would rate this one uh, for all the businesses around it, probably uh, 8 out of 10. Thank you. No, you don't. Jack and Jesse, uh, my son and I are traveling east on Interstate 80, and we are in Des Moines, Iowa. This is the Jordan Creek uh, supercharger station. There are eight stalls. There is a IV, and uh, so there's opportunities to go to the bathroom in there. Um, we're having our lunch as we supercharge. And uh, it's a good spot. It's close to the interstate, just about a mile off, so not too off the beaten path. And once we get done here, we're going to be able to just uh, keep keep uh, keep traveling. But I would give this uh, supercharger experience um, uh, a seven out of ten. Uh, there are trash cans and squeegees to clean your windshield off, but uh, I wish that there was a place to sit down so we could have our lunch. Now you know. Hello, Zach and Jesse. This is Andre. Uh, I am at the Kimball Supercharger in Kimball, Tennessee, between Chattanooga and Nashville. 
It's a V3 supercharger that's recently been opened up. Um, there are 10 spots, actually 12. It's right off the highway. There's lots to eat here. There's a Cracker Barrel, Taco Bell, Long John Silver's A&W, KFC, and Arby's. Across the street, there's a Waffle House, a McDonald's, a Wendy's, a Crystal, Subway, China Buffet. Um, just very easy access right off the highway. And with this being a V3, with all the easy access, lots of places for dining and restrooms, I'd have to give this one a 10 out of 10. And now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Jeff in Japan at the Tesla Supercharger location at the Terrace Mall in Matsudo, Chiba Prefecture, Japan. There are four superchargers here, and they're located in the mall's Zone E parking area. You'll find them outside in the back corner of the parking lot. Inside this huge mall are plenty of shops and restaurants, as well as a movie theater that has not only an IMAX screen, but one in 4D as well. You can't get much more convenient than having these chargers right at the mall. I would give this location a 10 out of 10, but finding these chargers wasn't easy due to the mall's lack of signs for them, and so I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Now, now you, you know! know. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing supercharger reviews. If you want to see a full map of them, you can head over to our website, nowyouknowchannel.com, and uh, yeah, there's a map of all of them. You can see all the supercharger reviews and upload your own. Let's talk about the new superchargers in the world this week. We've got number 84 in Florida is the 8-stall at Stewart, Florida. Number 49 in Italy is the 8-stall in Bergamo, Italy. Number 272 in California is the 12-stall at Stockton at East Murata Lane in California. Number 9 in Delaware is the 8-stall in Seaford, Delaware. Number 37 in North Carolina is the 12-stall at Leland, North Carolina. The 4-stall, 150-kilowatt in Rabat, Morocco. The 4-stall, 150-kilowatt in Marrakesh, Morocco. And number five in Morocco is the four-stall 150 kilowatt in Agadir, Morocco. Five in Morocco. Wow, okay. Uh, number 144 in Canada is the eight-stall 72 kilowatt, so it's an urban, at Montreal at Boulle, Saint-Laurent, Quebec. Number eight in Hungary, number 745 in Europe, number 3290 in the world is the 12-stall 250 kilowatt in Zigetzent Miklos, Hungary. And I want to give a big thanks to Supercharge.info for the great work they do every week. And it's time for comment of the week. And Alexander sent this. You might love Tesla and Elon, perhaps even his brother, but nobody is above the law. An investigation of seemingly blatant insider trading must be followed up. Alexander, I'm going to agree with you on one condition. If the SEC is going to investigate Elon and Kimball, then they must investigate Postmaster Louis DeJoy. California Congressperson Tim Ryan called for the SEC to investigate Postmaster DeJoy on March 8th, 2021, so almost a year ago, to find out why a $54 million purchase of Oshkosh stock was made 20 hours before the USPS fleet contract was publicly announced. Postmaster DeJoy and his wife, by the way, own tens of millions of dollars worth of stock in companies related to the United States Post Office. This probe into Elon is designed for one thing and one thing only, to keep your eyes off what's really going on. And I'm sorry, but Alexander's comment shows sadly that many of us are falling for it. 
So, uh, what has the SEC been doing? Oh, with the DeJoy thing? Yeah, yeah. I looked it up. I can't find any. I found that the FBI is looking into him, um, but I can't find that the SEC has done anything in the past year. Uh, you've had a whole year to look into a very simple allegation that a congressperson asked you and multiple congressperson people asked you to look into. So, yeah, this is designed when you're looking into Elon and stuff. It's designed to keep us all busy wondering what's going on in this little soap opera when actual fraud is taking place in the world. Wow. And... uh I feel, and, and you know, I, if only there was some other company that the Securities and Exchange Commission could have been protecting the, the shareholders of maybe like, uh, I don't know, Workhorse? Yeah. How about, yeah, looking into that. Because I mean, I remember we were w like, Workhorse oh, it's. had a way better electric vehicle solution. And yet Oshkosh, who didn't even have like a real working prototype, just had a drawing of this stupid bullshit. They get the contract. Huh. Funny that a defense contractor would get the contract. Weird. It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah. And we still have to play this game that, oh, well, Elon probably did something wrong with his brother. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves, yeah. SEC. So Jesus. anyway, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for watching uh, the corruption <laughs> news show. Because apparently that's all we talk about. I'm um, so sorry. I wanted to talk more about fun Tesla news. Yeah. But this week, it just seems like all the big oil has finally gotten down to like, all right, how can we really stick it to yeah, these? Yeah, well, uh, everyone open up chapter 13 in the playbook where we now go to making laws across the state and uh, the SEC starts to send out uh, fake probes into Elon. So, that should uh, take and, care of things. And this is why it's so important to support independent news that we don't have, uh, you know, people sending us in stories and they're like, why don't you cover, why don't you cover this one? <laughs> we don't uh, have to deal with any of that because right. uh, we're supported by our Patreon members and we do... Uh, accept stories from our patrons, but well, usually we do you look see, into them. Do you see what journalism would look like yeah. if we got out of the stupid model that we all have in the world right now where it's all paid for by big corporations? We would actually have real journalism where you would actually hear about real things happening in your world. Instead, we all have this just play going on where we're, you know, oh, we're in this like pretend world. Right. I'm so sick of it. So thank you so much to all the names that you see going past here. Um, these are people that that actually help support this news every single week. They get access to the Patreon bonus stories and now the tweets of the week. Um, that that show, by the way, the new tweets of the week. I love that. I was I had always been biting my tongue being like I would make the show way too long if we were to talk about right. these tweets that are so important. Yep. And I just have to. Oh, Elon said that. Mm, no, it's a great move. I, I gotta say, a great move, and that's why we're constantly trying to improve the show. And that your idea was a really good one. Well, thank you. Um, and don't forget, guys, on Friday we have an in depth with Arkimoto, a really important one, I think, because there's some stuff we haven't been able to talk about for over a year, and now we can talk about it. So we'll see you guys there. Now you know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.